Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. This is brought to you by Bird Dogs. We're going to talk about some bird dogs, but let's talk about the U of A football scrimmage first. Let's get started here. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we are going to talk some Arizona football here. We got a lot to get to here. Arizona had their uh, their last open scrimmage to the public, and it uh, was an interesting game. Um, there's a lot to take away from it. Uh, first and foremost, though, I don't know many people that are that concerned about the D or excuse me, the uh, the offense. And for good reason, because you return one of the most talented offensive units in the country. And not only do you return one of the most talented offensive units in the country, you return a unit that is um, that put up a ton of points last year. Granted, a little bit inconsistent. Totally get all that, but this was still a uh, this was still a unit though that looked very very good. And there's a ton of talent. We're a big fan of talent on this show. And when we talk about teams that have talent, um, Arizona's on there. And it's been a long time since we've been able to sit here and just say that. Oh well, don't worry about Arizona. They're going to be good. That has not been generally the case here at the U of A. It's a little, we're in a different day though. We're in a different era. And uh, that's, uh, I think, something that we got to keep an eye on right there. But uh, let's talk about the defense first. Um, it was active. Wasn't great. And people out there that are hoping for this great defense, I think we got to maybe take a little bit of a, a, a step back. But I think it could be an opportunistic defense. And that's what you're looking for if you're an Arizona Wildcat fan. Can you be opportunistic? Can you force the issue? Can you make plays occur out there? And I think that uh, we've seen that uh, they can actually do that right there. Now, again, um, it's not it's not perfect. There's definitely some uh, there's definitely some issues. There's not nearly the talent on defense that the, that there is on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't think I'm really breaking any news right there. It's just kind of the way it is right there. But the one thing that I will say is that there was a lot more swarming action. And uh, Lamont Lovett, the great Lamont Lovett, made that point as well, where he said, listen, he said that, uh, you know, you watch this squad and um, you can tell that Dwayne Aquina's fingerprints are all over there. And that's a good person to have their fingerprints all over because Dwayne Aquina is the man. Dwayne Aquina is about as good a defensive backs coach as uh, we've seen at uh, – in. Well, let's just be honest here. In college football history, that's how good Dwayne Aquina is. He uh, obviously he was the uh, defensive coordinator at Arizona with some of the best defenses that college football has ever seen, and that is no hyperbole on my part. That is one hundred percent true, and it is actually it is uh, certainly carried forth through and into. Uh, uh, the rest of his career. He went to Texas after that, where he was the defensive coordinator, Aaron Ross, Michael Huff, you name it. 
this guy has probably coached them again, just a dude that uh, gets it next level, gets it big picture. And um, I think Jed Fish quickly figured out that this is a guy that you like having on your roster. This is a guy that you like having as a coach right there. And again, he's not going to be able to solve all the issues, but he sees football differently. And this is with all due respect to Johnny Nance and Richardson, all those. This dude knows more football. And that's mainly because he has been around longer. And not only has he been around longer, he has been able to, uh, um, you know, just see the ins and outs, the nuances that do come with the game right there. And I think that's why uh, Arizona fans should be ecstatic that Dwayne Aquina is back in the fold here for the U of A because, honestly, um, there would have been no reason not to have him in there. Now, what does he bring to the defense? First, like we talked about, uh, from a defensive backs perspective, it doesn't get any better than Dwayne Aquina. If there is a more accomplished defensive backs coach in the entire country than him, I would love to see it. I say there is not a better defensive backs coach in the entire country. And honestly, um, I think that you're probably talking about a guy who is – I mean, let's call let's call it what it is here. You could make the case to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. That's how good he is. Now, the first guy that I love seeing him work with is Ephesians Prysock. Ephesians Prysock is a great quarter or is a great cornerback prospect. Six two corner, obviously. And I think his uh, the one little elephant in the room that nobody really likes to address is that I think that his depart or that uh, his departure or excuse me, Christian Roland Wallace's departure was more than okay by the U of A. Now, again, they certainly didn't push him off. You don't push off a three-year starter who, let's be honest, is a good cornerback. But you also could see why um, why Arizona would do that because they have a little bit of, uh, I think they've got a little bit of a pent-up, uh, you know, I think a little bit of a pent-up ability to bring in some new players there, and I think that's what's exciting. Opposite him, then, Takario Davis. Now, Takario Davis is built very much like Ephesians Prysock, except Takario Davis is not quite as big, or is not quite as fluid. Now, again, he's probably as tall. He might even be taller. But the one thing I think a lot of folks noticed was that he definitely looked more fluid this camp than he did in the spring or last year. I'm excited to see what this coaching staff can do with him because, honestly, there is a lot to work with there. There is a lot to like about what Takario Davis can bring to the uh, can bring to the equation right there. Um, then you've obviously got some other players as well there that uh, are going to be fun to watch. I think, uh, and I look at it and I keep thinking to myself, man, Genesis Smith right there, um, that safety with a year or two of having Dwayne Aquina, uh, you know, watching what he's doing. That's somebody that's going to be fun to, uh, that's going to be somebody that's going to be fun to follow right there. Not only is he going to be fun to follow, he's going to be somebody that I think will uh, benefit greatly from having the Dwayne, the great Dwayne Aquina right there. Now, uh, some of the other players, you know, Gunnar Maldonado, obviously back there, a little limited, but obviously the coaching staff likes him. Also, Isaiah Taylor. I'm excited to see how Isaiah Taylor looks and how he develops under Dwayne Aquina as well. 
there's a lot to like there as well. But like I said, the not looking for the defense to be great because, well, let's be honest, the defense is not going to be great. But it just needs to be improved. And not only do I think it's going to be improved, I think it's going to be uh, significantly improved. And what I mean by significantly improved is it's not going to stink. Last year's defense stunk. There's no other way around it. Now, you could say there's not a lot of talent there. You would be right. You could say this is Johnny Nansen's first year as a DC. You would be right as well. But results are results, and it wasn't good enough. Um, but I think that uh, you probably corrected some things, and having Dwayne Aquina in there, I think, uh, is going to do make a world of difference. All right, another thing that makes a world of difference for everybody out there is bird dogs. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. All right. I am not cool. Everybody out there knows it. But the one thing, though, that makes me feel a little bit better about myself is bird dogs because I can wear something outside that I feel comfortable with. And honestly, Bird Dogs is there. Bird Dogs is for the people by the people right there. Check it out. Again, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free tumbler with every purchase. A free tumbler. Very cool. So, again, birddogs.com. Check it out. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about the defense. Then we are going to get on to the offensive side of the football. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we got some more stuff to get to here on the defensive side of the football. Also, uh, just so you all know, Jason Harris, ex-four-star defensive end, has quit the team. Um, Jason Harris, I believe, should have ended up playing football, or about, well, he did play football. I thought he should have played basketball, because honestly, he's just too tall to play football. He's about six foot eight and i get that his uh father uh, was an nfl player get all of that but i always thought he should have played basketball great kid just not a great football player um i think you people wanted him to be better than he was just wasn't that good and you know what there's nothing wrong with that though wish him nothing but the best and i'm sure he's going to succeed in life because well a good kid comes from a great family um Linebacker spot, Jacob Manu is everywhere. We already know that. You watch Manu, and it's pretty easy to tell that he's going to be an issue for as long as uh, for as long as um, he is on the field here. I think the key, and Brad Alice made this point a while back, the key is getting him downhill. Um, we, he's going to get a lot of tackles, but get the tackles that are up near the line of scrimmage, not at the end of the line, or not seven yards downfield where it's essentially a tackle position or where it's essentially a safety right there. That's not what you want to have happen. And not only do you not want to have that one happen, um, you, uh, you want to have something where, you know, let's be honest here. Um, Arizona is going to be able to, uh, Arizona is going to be able to, uh, get another uh, linebacker in there somewhere, not only get another linebacker in there, but um, whoever that's going to be, I believe it's probably going to be Daniel Haimuli. We talked about it. I think that uh, uh, Justin Flo is going to have a place, but Justin Flo is also somewhat limited. Whereas a guy like Haimuli has been able to kind of do a little bit of everything out there. Um, and that uh, has been said by the coaching staff. Now up front, I don't know who the lead pass rusher is going to be. Hopefully it's Taylor Upshaw. I don't know that it's going to be Taylor Upshaw, but I hope that it is going to be Taylor Upshaw. Um, 
and Deuce Davis, obviously. But the one thing you talk, you notice, though, immediately is the defensive line is much, much bigger, Tyler Manoa, et cetera. And I think that's what's exciting is that this is not a puny defensive line. You don't have people out there that look like me anymore. You've got big dudes who look like they belong out there, and that's what's exciting about this entire endeavor. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about the offense, though, because it was kind of a clunky uh, performance there from the offense. But the offense is going to be the offense is going to be fine. Um, obviously, everybody out there knows that I love Noah Fafita. Um, this was not a great scrimmage for Noah Fafita, but I still believe generally when the lights come on, he's good. I think he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. I have nothing but uh, high hopes for Noah Fafita. Then also at the uh, the quarterback position, JDL was solid. Um, again, with Jaden Delora, I just need him to not do stupid things out there. Um, don't, if you're going to have a tough game, make sure that you don't compound, make sure that it's not one of those four interceptions, zero touchdowns, 122 yard games. Don't want any of that right there. As a matter of fact, uh, we would hate to have something like that out there. Then the, uh, um, at the uh, wide receiver positions, they're absolutely loaded. I mean, there's no other way around it. I would like to see Kevin Green get a little bit more action this year. I like Kevin Green. I think Kevin Green's good. And I get that you're going to have the three wide receivers out there, but I don't love them playing every down. Um, I know some people are saying, well, you know, Jacob Cowing is not made out of porcelain. I get all of that, but he's still a smaller guy. He got beat up a little bit. Um, he got beat up a little bit last year. I don't want to see he, – he's too important to be out there. I'd like to see him uh, maybe take a few snaps off here or there. T-Mac, keep T-Mac on the field the entire time. T-Mac is a, a total boss out there, and he's going to uh, – I think he's going to be a big-time player for a lot of different people. Um, and then Montana Lamonius Craig – very, very good wide receiver. You watch him, he sticks out immediately. Big, Nice player for uh, the U of A to be able to have out there. Um, but those are your three wide receivers. Um, they're all good. But like I said, there's something about Kevin Green. I'd like to see Kevin Green get more action out there. And not only get a little bit more action, but get a little bit more, um, you know, just real, just real run. And not only... Um, and not only uh, not only get a little bit more run, um, you know, actually, you know, be out there not just as a sub because I th again, I think that he's got he's a player that can get uh, he's a player that can get open from time to time. Um, actually, a lot more than time to time. Then you got other players, you know, your Jackson Holmans, your uh, your Malachi Riley's players like that. But there's a lot to like about these this wide receiver unit. That's why I'd like to see him spread it around there a little bit because I don't believe that there's any reason not to spread it around there a little bit. Um, then at the tight end spot, um, Arizona's loaded, and uh, a big part uh, a big part of it is uh, a big part of it is obviously Tanner McLaughlin. Tanner McLaughlin is. Uh, Tanner McLaughlin is an NFL player. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really necessarily see it coming, but again, he's going to be an NFL player. I love key and Burnett there as well. These are, these are great outlets for, uh, these are great outlets for JDL for Noah Fafita, whoever is in there. 
This is a very, very talented uh, tight end unit right there. But stop me if I've heard that before, or if you've heard that before. I think that this unit right now is, um, I think this is, <laughs> I think this is a, uh, this is a unit that um, is amongst the best uh, in the conference. And I think is probably underrated nationally. That's how good this unit is. And don't forget about my guy, Kean Burnett, telling you. Keen Burnett's going to have some big games this year. Second year in the system. Bigger, faster, stronger, can move well. You can see why he was committed to USC at the time. Keen Burnett, really, really good football player. And then the offensive line. When was the last time that you were able to say something that the offensive line was going to be a strength of the uh, Arizona um uh, the uh, the strengths of the uh, Arizona. When was the last time you were going to say that the strength was uh, the the offensive line? Honestly, you've got four, three or four guys who are NFL players here. Um, and a big, uh, big part of it, obviously, is uh, a big part of this is uh, um. Jonas Savinay. Jonas Savinay is an absolute monster. Uh, Jonas Savinay, I think, is probably about as talented as any uh, uh, as any lineman that has ever come through the U of A. I get that. Glenn Parker, uh, John Fina, totally get it. But Savinay is a monster. And then, so he's going to be at one tackle spot, and then at the other tackle spot, you got Big Jordan Morgan. Jordan Morgan, another monster out there. Both these dudes, NFL players right there. And not only are they NFL players, he's a guy who um, he's a guy who uh, could be first-round picks. When was, uh, when was the last time that you had two guys who were first-round picks on the Arizona offensive line? I would say never, as far as at least being starters, to my knowledge, anyways. Then on the interior, you got Wendell Moe, you got Josh Baker, and you got uh, our guy Raymond Polito. Polito, who we're going to talk to about here in just a second, but that means we're going to be coming right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. All right, now, 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 let's talk about the interior of the line. Mr. Raymond Polito. This guy was tragically underrated by... The scouting services. This is not a three-star kid. This is a high four-star kid. Feels very much like Big Jonah in that, you know, probably should have been rated a little bit higher than he is. He is good. And not only is he good, he is. I he could be moved out to tackle next year uh, to replace Jordan Morgan. He could be anywhere because he's massive and he can move. That's what's exciting about him. Um, there's really nothing not to like about this kid. Uh, another great scouting observation by uh, Jed Fish and the coaching staff. And then, obviously, you got Wendell Moe. Wendell Moe slimmed down a little bit, but again, Wendell Moe is going to be a monster. And then Josh Baker in the uh, middle of that line is solid. Again, solid, I think people have this negative connotation of. I say you're wrong. It's good to be solid. Only thing I'll say is he's just not – he doesn't stand out like those other four because, quite frankly, those other four are probably NFL players. But he is very, very good, and he is a uh, – um, he is kind of that linchpin of that offensive line right there. But the offensive line is absolutely loaded. You could tell that just by watching everything out there, and they're going to be fun to watch this entire uh, this entire season. But, again, like we talked about, 
this team's better. This team's better than people think. It's better than Vegas is giving them credit for as well. Although Vegas is starting to move it up there a little bit. Take your bets on FanDuel right there. Take the over of five right there because the Wildcats are going to impress a lot of folks out there. But again, the, the scrimmage was good. It's hard to take away a ton, but my uh, the best part about it for me is that the defense looks active. And not only does the defense look active, it looks like this is probably going to be a team and a unit that is going to be able to get after the uh, – and, again, while you're going to give up yards, you're going to give up points, I get all of that. At least force some turnovers in the process, make things a little bit more difficult. And I think a lot of that's going to be the edge that Dwayne Aquina has for this roster. All right. As always, thanks for making Locked On your first listen of the day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball right here, some overseas trip evaluations. This is the best time of the year, though. we got football about to start, basketball right around the corner. And as always, appreciate all of you guys because you're the ones that make this show. Bear down, back the A. We will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.